This is Goals with Soul, a podcast for visionary coaches and entrepreneurs, building your business with inspired action. In alignment with your mission and authentic message, so you can create impact for your soul clients and feel lit up every day. I'm your host, Joe Ingram, married mum of three daughters from London and a former ad agency director turned business coach and strategist. In Goals with Soul, we blend revenue generation with energetics, marketing strategies with pranic healing, and ambitious business goals with our soul's desires. If you're looking to build your business with less efforting and more ease, this is the podcast for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul. I'm Joanna Ingram. And in this episode, we are going to get into brass tacks about how to succeed in your business. My guest today is an expert strategist as well as being a mindset genius. So I'm excited to share with you the conversation that will inspire you to get moving in your business and to get the results that you crave. But before we get into that, if you haven't yet watched the Uplevel Messaging Masterclass, It's now available as on-demand free training. All you have to do is click on the link and you will immediately access a masterclass to learn about the paradigm shifting way that successful soul-led coaches consistently attract soul-aligned clients. So if you are a passionate coach who knows that your work is game-changing, but you just can't seem to articulate the essence of what you do in a way that both feels expansive and has your soul clients magnetized to you, then I'm here to tell you that you can choose to work with only those clients that light you the heck up and increase your revenue while you work less darn hard. And if that sounds good, just head over to the link in the show notes or type in joannaingram.link forward slash up level and you will get instant access to this groundbreaking new training. And now to my special guest. Today, I'm talking to Erin Marcus, who is the founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, an international company helping entrepreneurs and small business owners get out of reaction mode so they can be in charge of their businesses and ultimately in charge of their lives. Erin meets the intersection of who you need to be with what you need to do in your business to be successful. And she's also someone I am so inspired to chat with every time we connect. So I'm so excited to share with you this interview. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul, Erin. I'm so excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. Like, before we dive in, there's so many directions I want to go on today's chat. But give us a bit of an oversight about what you do and what motivates you to do it. Sure. Awesome. What? Oh, and what motivates me? Oh, uh-huh. okay. oh yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the short version. So Aaron Marcus, founder and CEO of Conqueror Business. What we help people do is we help entrepreneurs find the financial and emotional freedom that they need to build a business and a life that they're proud of. So what does that mean? I talk about what I do as working at the intersection where what you need to do meets who you need to be to do it. Because what I learned in my own entrepreneurial journey is I had all the credentials, the corporate experience, the MBA and marketing, like I had all the how to do it credentials. But if you don't add in the who you need to be, it doesn't work. And the Shortcut to that is the plan doesn't matter if you can't do the plan. So we really created this intersection to provide both of those pieces. And I say it's not the puppies and rainbows and unicorns version of life coaching. It's the, I call it street level life coaching. Like 
It's the, what do I need to do to get out of my own way in the moment to do what I said I wanted to do in my business? So there's a lot of business strategy, messaging, marketing, and all the heavy lifting, but there's also the, how do I break through the fears? How do I get past the self-worth issues? Who do I need to be? to actually make it all happen. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And you know that bit where I said, what motivates you? Is it because you yourself went through this in the past and had to overcome it? I think there's a few things that go on. Number one, because I'm writing my book right now, so this is all coming really, really, really to the forefront. My entire life, the good things in my life, the successes in my life have all been because somebody, a loved one, a a parent, or myself have chosen to be in charge of my life. And that's where that tagline for the business came from. Be in charge, take action, get results. As opposed to just sitting back And if you don't make the decisions about you, if you don't make your decisions, other people who are not vested in you, make them for you. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong, but the doctors and the lawyers and the governments of this world will have a plan for you and you can live on their leftovers or you can choose what you want, but then you have to go about creating it. So I've had that in my background. And then through my corporate experience, I was blessed to be in rooms I had no business being in. I had mentors who brought me to tables way above my pay grade. And one of the things that I that became very, very clear is the difference between haves and have nots is access to information. It's access to information. How do you make it go? How do you make it work? And then when you put that all together, to me, having a business, it's it's the biggest asset you can have because you're in complete control over it. And when you put that all together and my just natural tendencies of what I happen to be good at, the way that my brain works, it took me 45 some odd years, (laughs) but I finally kind of just landed in where does that all intersect in service to others? I completely appreciate everything you've just said. And the way you put about being the person that actually can follow through with the plan just echoes my immediate experience coming out of corporate because, you know, with 20 years of advertising and marketing behind me, I thought that I had the massive advantage. I was like, right, this is easy. I'm going to launch a business and and make a load of money. Great. How hard could it be? We're brilliant. We have success. It's easy. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I've got this desire to serve and I want to live well. I mean, these two must intersect easily. Off I go. And one of the biggest things I came up against was fear of judgment. Mm. And that fear of judgment stopped me from promoting myself, stopped me from actually getting out visibly and expressing my message and helping the people I wanted to help and earning the money that I desired. And all of that was because I, at that point, couldn't be the person to follow through with what was an obvious marketing plan. Get out there, be visible. And what's so ironic for someone like you and I, as opposed to people in certain other businesses, is we have marketing backgrounds. So our number one job description was visibility. It's not like we didn't know this. And yet, when it it was our turn, visibility was what stopped us. Mm, Because it's suddenly about you. It's suddenly personal. And then everything changes. You can't possibly anticipate until you get to that moment and launch as an entrepreneur, as a personal brand, what effect that's going to have on you. And any tiny element of self-worth issues, self-esteem, confidence, imposter syndrome, perfection, perfectionism, fear of judgment. Yes, la, 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 la. 
all of that is suddenly going to stop you in your tracks in some way or another. And I liken it to back in the day, and this is kind of weird because I'm only five feet tall. I actually used to box and we would see the guys in the gym who were amazing at the technique and the drills, but they couldn't spar because you don't, (laughs) I think Mike Tyson had the, had the saying, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like it doesn't matter what all your skills are until the rubber meets the road until that moment when it truly, truly matters. What are you going to do? And and I don't think it's predictable because you and I are both perfect examples of very successful careers that led us to believe there would be minimal issues launching our own business. So that was a fun awakening moment. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it kind of leads me on to something else I know we've got in common, which is leaping out corporate into business and just working too darn hard, having something to prove and to over effort. And I know we've chatted before. It's just ridiculous how many of us are out there who are just willing to accept that level of hard graft in order to supposedly create the dream and yet be living in such sufferance. The more I study it and talk to people, I guess it's not a surprise because at least here in the Midwest of the United States, it's bred into us. Like it's literally bred into us where the story is that you are brought up with generation after generation is success is really, really hard and it takes a long time. It's really, really hard and it takes a long time. You have to work really, really hard and you have to do that for a long time. And that's what we are taught the work ethic. And I've had to learn to redefine work ethic to remove the hard. Absolutely. Right. Or change. And the other way I describe it though, and you'll appreciate this, is the hard work aren't, we we assume that the, the tasks are the hard work and it's actually not. The hard work is the internal work. And I say it because All the marketing, social media, graphic design, everything that you need tactically to market and run your business, you can buy. You can buy it. There are people out there who are fantastic at it. You can give them money and they will do it for you. What you can't buy is your mindset shift. Only you can do the internal hard work. So the business side is actually... I'm not going to say it's easy because there's things to learn, but the real hard work is the internal work because you can't buy it from anybody else. My goodness, 100%. I know from the work I'm doing with clients at the moment who are in this big up-level shift, it's such a dramatic thing to view yourself as elevated and up-leveled. And there's that decision that has to be made that you're not going to stay stuck where you are anymore. And it's time to put the rubber to the road, to be that person, to start expressing yourself with that level of certainty and confidence. And I know that that you've been going through shifts lately. It's it's shining from your face that you're like going through something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of great. It's shining from my face it is. You got a sparkle in your eye today. <laughs> right? Like who are we? Kidding? If you, if we would have, if we would have had this conversation a couple days ago, I might have had a different expression, right? Like, and I think that's part of the battle. Can you handle when when people when I first left corporate and people would ask me what would I love about the entrepreneur world? What did I hate about it? the thing that I 
had to battle through was the mood the mood swings. I am a very high energy person, but I'm not a very high emotional person. I like a nice steady emotional course, not too upsetting, not too overwhelming, not too emotional, right? I have high energy, steady emotion. Yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> so I've had to learn how to not let that throw me and stay the course regardless of the feelings going on in the in the background. Yeah, and I like the way that you've constructed the specifics of your services. I love the way that it feels, at least to me, that there's this part life coach, part business coach. And unless you can kind of get that that dual approach, you're going to fall down at some point where you need to step up. Well, I found two gaps in the market. There's two gaps in the market that it's, you know, it's find a need and fill that need in exploitation of others, like in service to others. So the two big needs that I found in the entrepreneurial coaching market is if you have an all business coach, I I have spent a lot of money and signed up for a lot of programs that were massive fire hose information and no support. And you end up feeling extremely, not that I didn't learn from them. I learned all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you feel very overwhelmed and you actually feel like a failure because you can't do it. You can't do it. So there is that out there. And then there's the rainbows and puppies and unicorns life coaches that made me happy and non-judgy of myself, but didn't get me anywhere. Like I was happy at the end of the day, but nothing got done done. And I'm a very action focused person, right? So by combining the two, I have good relationships. I have good spirituality. I didn't need that part of it. What I needed was the mindset work for my business. But to come at it because I know business so well, I think really helps me hone in on the exact problem instead of solving an overarching problem. And the second half, and it kind of goes with it, is it falls apart at the implementation. It falls apart at the implementation of the plan for two reasons. One, you get inundated with what you're supposed to do, but when you go to do it, you don't have the expert voice with you giving you the advice that you got three days ago that is now loose in your head. And that's when the fear, right? That's That space is where the wobble can creep in. So that's the other piece of our business is we have some programs that have that implementation so that you don't leave the your client and now they've got to go find all the pieces to put together, right? And I think that's a really good trick not trick, a really good strategy for anyone listening. Look at your business and ask yourself where in your client's journey do they fall apart and how can you help them through it? Yes, a hundred percent. I know recently I've brought in so much more of the energetics into my business for exactly that reason. I've been helping with brand messaging for some time and I've seen where people are failing to actually implement the brand messaging. So I say to them, you know what? It's no good if it stays in a Google sheet. You know, we've done the work, we co-created, but now only you can go out and be that person and express it and bring it and articulate it into the world. And so for me, the thing that worked best for me was working in this energetics, creating aligned boundaries and feeling that I can 
And for me, it's the energy space for others. It's the mindset. So I love that this is something that you brought into your business very early on. Right. It's the, for me, it was mindset and implementation. And I think that's something that too many entrepreneurs do going back to where we started with how do you up level? You up level by realizing your business is not about you and what you want to be doing. It's a business. If it doesn't provide an outcome that somebody wants to pay for, it's not a business. Now, you can absolutely do charity work to help people. You can do all sorts of other things to help people. And I'm not saying you should hate what you do. But if you don't take what you're good at and what you love doing and then look at it from the angle of the need in the market and what the client is experiencing, you're going to have a hard time up-leveling and selling it because it's still about you. Yeah. I mean, how would you recommend that people go about that? What are the steps that you know people frequently miss that are absolutely essential. They, I call it. They don't do the work before they go to work. They don't do the. They don't do the thinking time. They do a lot of doing because you feel good about yourself when you're doing. Look at me, I'm so busy, right? <laughs> Welcome back to the Midwest, U.S. Right? Look at me, I'm so busy. I'm doing all the things, but if you don't spend the thinking time, like up leveling, every level you go up, there's more thinking, less doing. And so I literally have time in my calendar to figure stuff out on an annual basis, on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis. And it's this litmus test of looking at what the client's outcomes are. And it's, you know, here's the thing. It's hard. It's hard because you don't want to think that you're not doing a good job for your clients. And what I'm asking you to do is look at your business and see where are you falling short? Yes. Yes. And I see two two things that people frequently fall short in. One, they're not earning enough revenue, right? And secondly, they're not very happy and they're overworked and they're overwhelmed. So I'd be really interested. And this is how you solve that. Yeah. And this is how you solve that because what you get is uber focused because the solution is not doing more things. It's never doing more things. It's doing fewer things that have a bigger impact, bigger outcome, so that you can make money to hire other people so that you can all do more things, if that's the type of business you want. Now, talking about types of business, we were talking for a few minutes off air before we started, and you were starting to talk about business models, which I stopped you because I like to hear it live on on the recording. (laughs) Or Because we're like, wait, we we were like, we have to record this. This is pure gold. So tell tell us your thinking around business models, because I know from my experience working with people from literally the minute they leave corporate or they're nine to five and they're launching their first coaching or entrepreneurial business through to people who are now really stretching into new multiple six figures and stressing the heck out. What is the insights behind the business models that perhaps people are missing? And especially, I think, at that juncture in your life, depending on the age you leave corporate and So there is some age aspect to this. What do you want in your life? You can make money. There's really only three different ways to make money. You can charge more for your widget. You can sell more of your widgets. Or you can add another line of widgets to what you're selling. That's kind of it, right? 
sell more of the thing, charge more for the thing, or find another thing to add to what you're selling, right? I like how you break that down. That was very, very clear. Because <laughs> it's, it's not really more complicated than that. Yeah, right. I mean, we want to make it more complicated than that. So we feel good about ourselves when we do it, but it's really not any harder than that. So if that's the case, what kind of business model do you want? You can earn the same amount of money having three clients or 50 clients, depending on how much you charge for your service. It's going to be an energetic situation too, because say you want to make, we'll use round numbers because I have a journalism degree, not a math degree. So we're just going to use $100,000. I could charge four clients $25,000 and make $100,000. But if I can't energetically hold a $25,000 sale, I'll never do that. At the same time, I could charge $1,000 for my service. But now look at how many of those I have to sell. And now I have the, the workload becomes logistics, managing that many moving parts of having that many clients. So you have to decide what business model you want. Do I want my heart? Here's the thing. There's no getting around the hard work. You can just pick which work you want to do. Do I want to do the internal hard work that requires me to step up into the person who can charge $25,000 plus for clients? Or do I want the hard work to be managing logistics? It, there's no wrong answer. But are you building an empire or are you building a luxury exclusivity brand? You can have either. There's no wrong answer. But you don't know what you need to do to grow your business until you answer that question. Mm. And many people haven't really got a clue. They're just showing up in, in my world. We show up at first and we say, I just want to coach and have people pay me so I can deliver transformation into their lives. And, you know, you pick some numbers out the air because, you know, everyone's got an idea of what they charge. Because other people have said those. No, I, my big thing is if I ask you how much money you want to make, please don't say $100,000 <laughs> because it's not your number. Doesn't mean anything to you. Now, for some people, they'll say that's like a juicy number. Okay, fine. But it doesn't actually mean anything. No, I know a coach who's living her absolute best life on £60,000 a year and is over the moon. She's not. She's got overflow. She's got everything covered. She's doing the amount of work that fits her lifestyle. And she's just happy. I mean, not to say she won't grow in the future, but she's really found exactly where she wants her business to be right now. And that goes back to the fact that there's no wrong answer to this question. My whole thing, and it goes back to how I introduced myself, my whole point of view on this world is being in charge. The reason she's so happy is she's created that on purpose. She didn't get there because she didn't step up or do what she needed to do, and this was all she could muster. So it's perspective. It's perspective. The results that you get and how you feel about them are all in direct response to your perspective. $100,000, $150,000 could be a huge win or it could be a massive failure depending on your perspective. And if you don't make these decisions ahead of time, the way that I describe it is people decide what they want to do, which is, yeah, you got to start there. But then they show up and they do random acts of marketing and random acts of business. They've never sat down and done the work. They've never made the deeper decisions and had the deeper conversations with themselves. And so they get results, 
And their feelings about those results are actually a reaction because they haven't created, they haven't decided ahead of time what they wanted. Yeah. And there's no wrong answer. I mean, and I just keep going back to there is no wrong answer. But I'm going to give, I just had this conversation with a client who we're looking, she's worked with me for three months in this starter program that I have, and we're trying to decide what she wants to do. And she asked me what I thought would be the right fit for her. And I said, well, I can't give you that answer until you tell me what kind of, you know, now that we've got the ball rolling, she did great. It was literally one of those situations. I'm like, let's just start here, do this one thing. And she freaking knocked out that one thing right out of the park. So it's working really well. And now she, I'm like, I can't give you advice until you tell me what you want. Because if you want to build business A, that's a different answer than if you want to build business B. Mm. And so- One of the reasons people in the coaching world as customers and clients are frustrated is they're signing up for program after program that, you know, quote unquote, doesn't work for them, but they don't know what they want. They don't really know what they want. Well, I'm going to read a few people's minds, right? I'm pretty sure there's someone (laughs) listening right now is saying, well, I know what I want. I want those 425K clients. Thank you very much. Fantastic. I'm, I'm nobody's fool and I get how this works. And yet they won't have that yet. Many people don't have that yet because it feels so unobtainable. And look, don't get me wrong. If you're sitting listening to this and you're already on 25K clients, then I'll write the word 50K clients or 100K clients. We've all got that next level where we're like, sure, I can see that if I could just bring in fewer clients who pay far more, that would be a solution to this um, business conundrum. And yet, dot, 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 like we'll all just take a moment fill that space with with the objection that you personally come up with. I mean, I've got mine running through my head right now and they're all similar to each other, right? I'm not good enough. Surely the value of what I'm doing isn't worth that. Who would pay me that? Where would I find them? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So Erin, I have a feeling that you've got an answer to this. (laughs) I would tell, this is what I do. You have, I, I step ladder it. I step ladder it to make it possible. I don't care how fast you run the steps, you can crawl them or you can run through, but you can't skip over them. Right. And I, when I'm trying to do this for me, we'll just get real tactical on it. When I'm trying to do this for me, I think about the amount of money that I want to charge for something. And then I just get quiet for a minute. And I imagine having a sales conversation where I have to ask somebody for that kind of money. And there, I mean, there's a perfect, perfect, perfect insight. I've referred it now. I've referred now to it as that kind of money which is a problem. Welcome again. Got that from my mother. I'm not going to spend that kind of money on you. So in my head, when I am shooting above the bar, my internal language is that kind of money. It has a negative connotation, right? So got to catch those moments, knock them down, right? So if I'm trying to up-level what I'm charging, I will get quiet and have a pretend sales conversation in my head charging that amount. Can you visualize yourself saying it? Like where in your body responds and reacts to the moment you have to say, great, this sounds perfect. I'm glad you like it. The investment for that program is fill in your blank, like wherever your next level is. And if you sink and pass out and fall over, you're not ready to charge that. 
So lower it a little. Where 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 is the level you can? Yeah. And sometimes that jump is 20 bucks. I have a client that started out charging no more than $400 with me for anything she ever did. She just couldn't ask somebody for more than $400 at a time. She now has sold $20,000 packages. She regularly sells $10,000 packages. We stair-stepped it. It was complete. It, it took two, right, over the course of two years. Sometimes she increased her price by 20 bucks. Sometimes she increased her by, price by 500 bucks. She would sell three, increase her prices, sell three, increase her prices. And that's how she got there. Because if you're making a leap that you energetically can't hold, you're going to have a harder time making that sale. Now, that being said, there are people who can make those leaps. There are absolutely people who can make those leaps. I have struggled over $500 leaps and then instantly made $5,000 leaps. It just, it, it, it's never the same day to day. But if you don't do that exercise, it's one of those things where you like don't know until you try. Yes, I'm so aligned with this. It's, it's interesting. This topic's come up. It's obviously something that's in the collective at the moment because I literally recorded a podcast episode that will have gone live maybe two or three episodes before this one and just published an article in Brains Magazine about calling BS on raising your prices as a strategy to up-level your clients. And too much messaging in this business is around the idea that, oh, well, if you want make more money and you want better clients, stick a zero at the end of your prices and you're good to go. But from everything you've just said, which I agree with 100%, it, it isn't as simple as that. <laughs> right. If it were that, you know, if it were that easy, we'd all be million multimillionaires, right? I say that about people who are like, well, I'll just buy a book. I'll just listen to the podcast. Yeah. If ever, if it was that easy, it goes back to what I said in the, where I, why I work at that intersection. If all you needed was a plan, we'd all be millionaires. Plans aren't hard. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, what happens? And I know that when people aren't ready for that new pricing, and they're asked, how much does the program cost or whatever? There is an imperceptible pause. And honestly, to the naked ear, sometimes a very perceptible pause. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. Sometimes a very perceptible pause. But, but my point is that even yeah. when you've practiced yeah. and you're like, even when you've got like, you're on Zoom, I don't know who does this, you've got Zoom and you've got a post-it note stuck yes. on your screen in front of you, right? You're like, <laughs> I'm not going to mess this one up. Even if I can't see your face right now, I'm looking down the barrel of my post-it note yeah. and I'm going to read that number if it kills me. And then like yeah here's here's the the investment and you read it but energetically which is the area that i you know have such strong affinity to energetically that person has received an energy of doubt an energy of insecurity and even if they say oh hey yeah yeah that sounds good i'll just have to think about it you just know just like they know you've received the energy of doubt right back which will mean that you'll give them a little wave and you probably won't see them again. You'll be obviously, I hope you're lucky enough to receive a response, but you might even get ghosted because that's the energy that's now flowing. And here, I'll give some folks a little bit of good news about that. Doesn't mean you can't go back to that person with new energy. Mm. A little bit of tactic on that. It doesn't mean that, say that doesn't go through because you couldn't hold that sale. Perfectly reasonable. It doesn't mean that 30 days later, you can't reach out with a very, hey, I've been thinking about you since our conversation. 
how is XYZ going? Yeah, write that down, anyone who's listening, because that is pure gold, that. It sounds very simple, but how many people actually do that? And this is that goes right back. Well, because we're embarrassed. Yeah, it goes right back to what you said. We're embarrassed that we messed it up. <laughs> we, we're embarrassed we messed it up. We're upset that you said no. And so we don't, we think that's the end. And it doesn't have to be try harder, try harder, try harder, try harder, chasing the same person around. It's just a, it's an invitation. And when your energy is in a better place, because you've done your work and you've walked up a few more steps. I can't tell you. I I did a I had a sale in December that I didn't even know was happening. It was somebody that I asked to work with me 2 years ago. He said no, he wasn't ready. He he also by the way wasn't wrong and stayed in touch with him for 2 years. Just cuz I I mean I like him. We would connect. He would reach out to me, I would reach out to him what like 3 times a year. And then all of a sudden I it was my turn. I reached out, "Hey, catch me up how you're doing." And he wrote back to me, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, ready for what? What are we talking about? It's an energy shift. And not only that, but when we got to, not only that, he did a the highest program I have. And when we spent the day together a couple of weeks later, we tweaked his business and he now went from $2,500 at a time sale to a $25,000 at a time sale. And he had three sales conversations within within the 30 days afterwards with this new program that we came up with for him. And I will tell you, he needed the business experience and the energetic shift. I needed business experience and the energetic shift. And when it was right for both of us, and if you could tell by my cadence to my voice, I'm very pragmatic, very down to earth, but this is a piece of it. When it was right for both of us, because we stayed in contact it happened like magic. And if you have a bad sales conversation or you don't make a sale because your prices are high and they said no to you, that just means one of the two of you weren't ready. It doesn't mean you never talk to that person. Yeah, I really, really love how you've put that. I think um, it's sort of a breathe out energy. It's like, ah, it's impossible to mess it up. It's just in that moment. It's impossible. I mean, I like to think of it as they're not the right person right now. But that doesn't mean right. that they're going to change. You're going to change. The timing's going to change. It could be on either absolutely. side. It could absolutely be on either side. And I, I also think the reason people mess this up is, and, and you want to talk about up-leveling, because I know we've been talking about that as a theme also. One of the things I have learned as I have up-leveled my business with the model that I am interested in creating, entrepreneurs massively underestimate the volume of visibility and conversations they need to have. The reason it is messing you up that you didn't close the $25,000 sale is you're not having enough conversations for that to not matter. Yeah. You're, if you don't have enough volume of activity, and I don't mean loud, I mean quantity of activity in your visibility efforts, in your connect with other human efforts, in your conversation efforts, it's just going to take you longer to get to where you need to be because everything, the impetus of everything is magnetized. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like over in the advertising industry all those years, I remember the magic number of seven. It said, people need to see. Yeah, the magic number is now like a million and two, right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. They need to see it. But, e but even take the number seven. If somebody needs to see you seven times in order to make a decision to take their next step, 
And yet, Wait, not to buy from you, just to see just, if they might want to. <laughs> just to think about it. And yet we translate that into the entrepreneurial space, particularly into the coaching industry. And we just think, oh, I couldn't possibly send more than one more, one email a week. And we've got this idea, we build it and they will come. And people are spinning their wheels and wondering, why is it that I'm not attracting my ideal clients? And one of the first things I say to people who come to work with me for brand messaging is, you do know you're going to have to get that out there. <laughs> you do know you're going to have to talk to other human beings, right? You know, it's like we can do the brand messaging work. But yeah, I mean, I, I will help you dial that in. I will help you find your aligned you marketing strategies, but then you have to do it. And that's where the energetics comes in. And I also yeah. think that's where the younger generation has a challenge. It's not that they can't overcome it, but they were brought up not talking to other human beings. And you don't make a $25,000 sale without talking to somebody. They're darn good on TikTok though. So they have got some advantages. They have huge advantages. I have zero <laughs> problems with my younger clients. And when I tell them to post more on social media and get their content out there, they're all over it. They don't care if they have makeup on, they don't get you right. Right. It comes right. Every, every generation has the pros and cons, but I do know that where they get trapped, it's so funny because where my older clients get trapped is in the increased visibility because we weren't brought up with it and it feels weird. And then you add to the fact that I was a total juvenile delinquent and I spent the first 20 years of my life making sure nobody knew what I was doing. So it's just very counterintuitive to me. The younger generation has no problem with the visibility, but then you flip it because the younger generations have harder time talking to other people and the older generations will talk to other people all day long. And so they... You have to have a mix of both. Or you have to have the right business model. So I'm immediately thinking, the well, right they just need to sell a heck of a lot of widgets through an automated funnel. Yeah, just keep selling loads of it. But that, and that's what they want. And that and that's fine. That business model works. But what my my sticking point with that business model, or at least how that business model, the advice to them is marketed. I just sent this one email and I made a million dollars. Yeah, but you sent an email, a million emails and made zero dollars. The the lies in that outcome, right? The research and money that has to be done and spent in order to nail that client journey so strongly that you can have an automated funnel that results in a $7 sale or a $2.99 sale. But it also goes back to the business model. If you want to charge $25,000 for a client, that model is the opposite of what mm. you're going to end up doing. Erin, just total pearls of wisdom. Thank you. I'm just like, I've got a hundred other questions, but for the sake of time, I think it'd be amazing for us to cut straight to some inspired action because you are a bit of a business guru. And I would love to share with anyone who's been very motivated to embed this in their business, something they could think of or do in the next couple of hours. So this is this is how I do things now. I, one of the problems that I've been watching entrepreneurs have is the concept that throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like they it's not, it's, they throw out, oh, I'm not getting the results I want. So I'm going to toss it all, right? I have to start over. So I have a different approach lately that has been helping my clients. So we'll do this. If you are not getting the results you want, whether that's more money, whatever it is, the first thing you have to decide is what you want. What do you want? When we've kind of covered that, right? What do you want? So how do you figure out what to do? Well, you reverse engineer it by saying, what do I want? Okay. And then I do an audit of where am I now? What do I 
where am I now? Objectively, what are my facts? I have a business. This is what I sell. What are my facts? And then the second step is what's going well? What is going well? I think we forget to look at what's going well. And when we don't look at what's going well, we're much more likely to only look at what's not working and look for tactics that change everything. So start with what's going well. It's like, number one, what do I want? Number two, what do I have? What's my current situation? Number three is what is working so that I remember not to dump that good stuff with the bad. And number four is where is there room for improvement? And that's what you work on. Where is my room for improvement? You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You decide ahead of time what it is that you're trying to create and you look for your room for improvement. And then my second piece of advice with that is be very leery of what I call insta tactics, which are advertised as just do this one thing. There is no way around the work. There is no magic bullet. It's strategy and then tactics. So if you do this exercise of what do I want, what do I have, what's going well, when you look for room for improvement, you'll be less likely to buy into something. And it's here's the thing. It's not that those tactics are bad. It's just that your business might not be ready for them. Outstanding. Right. Success is, you know, there is no overnight success. It's not this big giant. It's a series of tweaks. Success is absolutely a series of often very small tweaks. Erin, thanks for bringing a dose of realism that we can all aspire to because there is too much of this um, just do one thing kind of messaging in this space. So I've loved having you as a guest. Thank you for shining your light with us today. And um, if people want to find you online, where's the best place to do that? Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Always love talking to you. Thank you for letting the cat be part of today's (laughs) podcast. She didn't scream in the mic into the microphone, so we're ahead of the game. If you want to find more, you just need to go to conqueryourbusiness.com. Everything's there. We have freebies that'll help you. We have our podcasts that'll help you. So it's all just my socials are all there. You can find me, I promise, not hiding. Conqueryourbusiness.com. And you can find the link for that in the show notes. Erin, thank you so much. Awesome. I always love talking with you. My thanks again to Erin for sharing such amazing value. Now, if you have been listening to Goals with Soul for a while, or if this is your very first episode, please do leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews create the opportunity for our content to get in front of more listeners and help us in our mission to help female-led businesses to increase their individuality and create success with ease. And so to your Inspired Action Week, take care. Bye now.